0: Welcome to Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia. Today's speaker is Dr. Beau Bruce. Today's Gospel account occurs in the context of John the Baptist's imprisonment for criticizing King Herod for divorcing his wife and unlawfully taking Herodias, the wife of his brother, as his own wife. Talking bad about the king was certainly a way to get yourself killed in a hurry in ancient times, as I'm sure you all know. And John was pretty lucky that all, he, all that happened to him was that he ended up in prison. And this was because King Herod actually had quite a bit of respect for John, because he was a holy man. And he was actually kind of afraid of him because he was so holy. But we know the rest of the story. John did not last very long because Herodias did not have the same respect for him that King Herod did. And ultimately, John's head would be delivered on a silver platter. Before this happens, though, John sends two of his disciples to ask Jesus whether he, Jesus, is the one that should come. Or whether they should look for another person basically the disciples are asking if Jesus is really the Messiah and this seems like a really odd question coming from John after all we just heard in the lectionary reading for the office about all the things that John did proclaiming Jesus as the Messiah I mean John leapt for joy inspired by the Holy Spirit in his mother's womb Elizabeth when Mary, Jesus' mother, came to pay her a visit. John John proclaimed Jesus as the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. John said, I baptize with water, but Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. John tried to forbid Jesus from baptizing him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. John saw the dove descend and heard the voice of the Father say, this is my Son, whom I am well pleased Listen to him. So after all that, did John really doubt Jesus was the Christ? I certainly think that's an open question. Because even the holiest of men and women can have doubts, enter their minds sometimes. And so if you, like them, have doubts, recognize them as part of the journey for some folks. Bring them into the light by discussing them with your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ before the darkness takes control of you. If John really did have doubts, that's exactly what he did. He didn't let those questions control him. He went straight to the source for an answer. So if you're having them do the same. But the fathers and the mothers of the church are quite skeptical that after everything I just told you about St. John, that he actually was doubtful. So if that's the case, what really is going on in this story? Well, we know that John had quite a following of his own. Jesus says as much in this today's gospel. He asked the multitudes what they had gone out into the wilderness to see, talking about John. John recognized that his life was very quickly coming to an end, but that his disciples really should not be chasing after him like rock band groupies, but instead after the true Messiah, Jesus. And the way he convinces them to go and be Jesus' disciples instead is extremely instructive to us. John could have simply said, Hey, look, I've been trying to tell you that I'm not the important one. I'm not even worthy to untie Jesus' sandal. You guys need to pay attention to me, especially now that I'm locked up and start following the person that really matters. But that isn't what he chose to do. Instead, he sent his disciples on a mission. Go and see for yourselves. It would have been easy to just tell his disciples what to do, but how well does that work most of the time? His disciples would probably have just fallen all over him all the more. Oh, that John, he's so humble, isn't he? Always saying how great his cousin is. When we really like how John is so austere, always wearing those hair shirts, fasting? I mean, that Jesus, he's partying with sinners every night, feasting, and seems to be playing fast and loose with the Jewish law. Yeah, Jesus talks big, but John's the real deal. So what does John do? He sends his disciples out to see for themselves. And Jesus says, go and tell John what you hear and see for yourselves. John's disciples indeed hear and see for themselves. They heard and see the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers cleansed, the deaf hear, and the dead raised up. The poor have the good news preached to them. These are all messianic signs that would have been well known to them. John had done a lot, but he hadn't done those things. So even if they had up to now preferred to be John's disciples, John was forcing them to see and experience things that they couldn't ignore. Likewise, Jesus' response was very instructive. When John's disciples came to Jesus and said, Are you the one who shall come, or shall we look for another? He could have simply said, Yes, I'm the one. No need to bother for looking, looking for anyone else. But instead, he makes himself known by his works. In the same way, he discusses John. Not by fancy titles like Forerunner or Baptist, but by reminding those listening that they came to John because of the very works they saw in him. Not because he made wild claims. People followed Jesus everywhere because they could also see God in his actions at a level that surpassed John or anyone throughout all of history. Jesus and John convinced their followers through their actions and their words, not just their words. And that brings us to ourselves in the here and now. We live in a world of superficiality. We live in a world full of lies, anger, deceit. There are plenty of words and a lot of show all around us. And it seems hard, in the, in, in, at most times in the popular secular world, to find people uh, that are fully convincing us through their words and actions. If that's what made Jesus and John so appealing to those who followed them, they were genuine. And I don't for a moment believe that genuineness has lost its relevance in the postmodern world. In fact, part of the postmodern philosophy itself is about finding your true self. So I don't think mankind has lost interest in that, nor do I think it ever will. However, as Orthodox Christians, we know that finding your true self means finding God within you. And to find God within us, we have to be striving not just to talk the talk of Christianity, Not just to be Sunday morning Christians, but to constantly be Christians, 24-7, 365. Three years ago, uh, several of you in this room were chrismated, officially converting into Orthodox, into Orthodoxy. And that day was meant to be a turning point in our lives, a reinforcement of our commitment to our Lord and Savior. There are others in this room on that journey today. And no matter where you are on that journey, it's a good time to reflect on whether you are living the Christian life every day, every minute, every second of your life. The easy answer, of course, just like some of the easy answers we've talked about before is no, no, I'm not. But the important answer is whether you are doing better this year than last, this month than last, this hour than last. And if we're truly committed to our life in Christ, the answer to those questions will hopefully more often be yes than no. And no matter how we answer those questions, we have to leave this place this day, fully recognizing that we succeed not by saying we're Christians, but by being them. When we're being Christians, people will know it without us even needing to say it. They will know it by our works, by our fruit. And like I said last week, we need to just live up to our title, Christian. That is, be little Christ. And so while we wait for Christ to return this Advent, let us bring him back right here, right now, by being his hands and feet to all of those around us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Talks at Advent. Homilies and Reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia.